I can't get enough of this beat, man. Can't get enough of this one. Middle of the week. Already towards February. Jesus. Judah, middle of the week, Wednesday, the 17th of January, 2024, and I'm back with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Hold up, hold up, hold up. There you go. 
here we go. Middle of the fucking week. It is Wednesday, man. And um, I'm here a little earlier than usual. It's 11.15. I'm going to be going into about, uh, let's stop around 1.35, 1.45. Let's stop around then. Jam-packed episode. Matter of fact, I meant to do this last time, but I had got caught up. So we got a content creator called Kamal, which is uh, Kamal, K-A-H-M-A-L. He has 21.4 thousand subscribers. He's going to be talking about lefties on the uh, on the web later on. And there's also something about um, Sneeko. I want to go over a little bit of that. He talks about Sneeko. Um, that's later on. It's episode for later tonight. On this episode, we got O'Shea Duke Jackson um, laughing at Just Pearly things uh, because she got demonetized. And I'll be giving you my opinion about that. Both content creators, O'Shea Duke Jackson and Just Pearly things, were some of the reasons why I no longer deal with like the red pill directly. Just the FYI, like these two content creators, like O'Shea Duke Jackson is the reason why I kind of stepped away from the uh, from the manosphere side of things, because his way of looking at things is he's black. He black. So his talking points is for the black manosphere, which is obviously smaller than the manosphere. And then within the manosphere, there's black people there who don't got to tell you 24-7 that they are, in fact, American black. You can look at them. Um, certain things that we say, like nigga, you can tell that's a black. All right. We don't got to. We're not waving red, black and green flags. We're waving red, white and blue flags over here. OK. Uh, we don't go by the term African-American over here. We go by the term American black. And more for the conservative, uh, more for the ABCs out there. Shout out to the ABCs, the American black conservatives. All right. Shout out to the ABCs. And, you know, I, I honestly, I used to be entertained by it. Right. In the, in the sense of where his talking points, I'm talking about O'Shea, where his talking points kind of make sense. But then he loses me and then loses the audience in the process of who's the blackest, who is, in fact, the black. All right. Who is the blackest of the black? But um, I find it bizarre that O'Shea Duke Jackson is doing a video laughing at pearly things. When it wasn't that long ago when we brought up a video about just pearly things and I forgot who she was beefing with or somebody who was talking about her, but he no, it was Abba and Preach. It was Abba and Preach who was talking about um, just pearly things and O'Shea kind of took the side of pearly things or at least gave her her credit for her work ethics and then mentioned, well, she did put a lot of black men on board with her. And it's like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? She was fucking black guys. So of course she's going to put black guys on the fucking shoulder. Come on, man. Stop it. 
And by the way, pearly things shouldn't be talking about men. I saw the last guy who she was with. It's like, Jesus Christ. Self-esteem out of the window. Jesus Christ. Sorry, Lord. Don't want to use the Lord's name in vain. But fuck. Give me a break. But after that, we got um, DJ Academics spazzing on Young Miami once again. You know, Academics is on... He's on school shooter mode. Like, he's going in. You know, he's going in. Okay? The nigga's going in. Big time. Pause. That's, that's That sound weird. Pause. Um, so we got 22 minutes of content to go into this morning. We might go through bits and pieces of uh, the sneaker shit. So keep that in mind. Because uh, Kamal talking about uh, lefties on the internet, you know, these lefty pages, that's a 29-minute video. So that's going to be what we go through on the next episode later on tonight. So y'all look out for that. But um, let's get this shit cracking, right? Enough talking, enough fuckery. All right, enough lollygagging, all right? Um, I believe the Irish are the ones to say malarkey, FYI, just so you know. Um, episode, Just Pearly Things. Let's, let's, let's read over the title. If you guys want to check out O'Shea Duke Jackson, check him out. Um, at Just Pearly Things is crying about going broke and guess Who's sad? Um, and then after that, we got She Want the Clout. DJ Academics responds to Carisha's attempt at dissing him in new video. Oh, this is going to be fuckery. We should go through that first. Let's go through Crash Academics first because that's an eight minute clip, so that ain't nothing. And then after that, we'll dive right into the O'Shea Duke Jackson video. Um, so without further ado, let's get it. I'll get a little lighthearted real quick for y'all. Yo, I see Young Miami uh, address me. And this was so hilarious because Young Miami... Uh, Young Miami addressed me and dissed me in her new single. Oh, shit. Can I play it for y'all? Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. Look what, and by the way, all these female blogs posted, it was like, yo, Young Miami throw shots at DJ Academics on you snippet. Academics, you a bitch. Why are you speaking on women? I'll, I'll let you hear this this garbage. Here we go. Me, put on your knees. I ain't saying no business. Academics, you a bitch. Why you speaking on women? Yo, the thoughts is taking cheap shots at Big Ack? Nah. Nah. Get these bitches, nigga. Yo, crash out, nigga. It's your time, Ack. Crash out on these hoes. Fuck them. Crash out. 
Fuck them. Yo, it's sad when, like, I like being the internet villain. It's sad when everybody's agreeing with me. Crash out. Fuck this bitch. So, yo, Miami, who I've told y'all is talentless. Oh, my God. Crash out. Her escapades and what she could brag about is getting peed upon, concubine. Concubine. Engaging in solicits with P. Diddy. I've said, I've said that to you guys before. Concubine. She got mad at me because I talked about her musical talent. Damn, son. In the bedroom, I'm home. But when it comes to musics, I've told you, the city girls are no more. I said, if y'all want to have a, 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 a possible career, JT need to go on her own. What have you seen in the last couple weeks? Did I need to bring this up? Damn, not come And despite on, her big homie act, it's factual because the I, big I, homie act. <laughs> Did I say that JT got to go on her own? What did JT do? Hold up. I got to I gotta boost this audio because this nigga be yelling one minute and then he be talking soft the next minute. The best thing about certain content creators is this, right? They're not perfect, right? Meaning you can have a podcast or a show that's on the internet that has terrible audience, but there'll be one comedian. I'm not going to mention names. There'll be one comedian talking about everybody else's shit when their audio is always fucked up. Nigga's audio is on standby. Nigga, on a moment's notice, a mic can go out. Niggas is all running around behind the scenes. Yo, put this cord here, dude. Crazy. And they talking about other niggas being unorganized. These niggas is crazy, man. These niggas is crazy. Premiere song. She premiered a song by herself. Coon Lords. Coon Lords. album sold 3,000 units. Jesus Christ. Pathetic. Nothing. Nothing. Meaningless. She's trying to diss me now. Meaningless. And unfortunately, even the comments don't like it. They said, like, usually I'm here, here for a bash, AK Day, but, like, girl, you need to speak on behalf of P. Dicky. I mean, Diddy. Somebody says, yeah. Meanwhile, the world wants to know why Diddy has so many allegations against him. What's going on with that? Somebody says, I will have a field day with it. Actually, I'm going to correct you because I won't. <laughs> you have a woman who her last opportunity in the music industry was doing a podcast that Diddy was actually having her have freak offs allegedly <laughs> to continue. But that is that is ended. <laughs> so now she has to go back to rapping, but she has no musical talent. Young Miami, let me talk to you. If you want to talk to me, you say academic shit, bitches, you speaking on women. Well, let me correct you. I'm speaking on rap. Let me ask you this question here. Young Miami, which which, which records have you wrote for yourself? You're a ventriloquist in this game. When you speak about me, I've never really hated all you. I've spoken about your music. You don't write your music. You should direct me to your writer. Damn. You're not talented. Damn. You're only good at sounding ghetto when you speak. That's why your personality is not really a musician. Everybody knows you're a fraud. The people who signed you know you're a fraud. You have, you have been a literal walking fraud. You didn't even want to be an artist. They made you an artist. Damn. That nasty bitch. You fell in love. What, you fell in love with the bag, but not the bag you could get from a talent because you never thought you were talented either. Mm. That nasty bitch. You switched on your label, your teammate. You switched on your label mate. You switched on your group mate as soon as you got a dick from a billionaire. Damn. You that nasty bitch. So we don't have to get into Damn. It. Oh, I'm calling you this. No. Conan, nigger shit. You're good at acting, Ratchet. You're just an African American experience. An African American experience. You're not as authentic <laughs> as being a sexy guy. It's okay. 
You know why I knew you were done? And what I said what I said months ago, oh, you're shit. now coming back around to prove. This is why I don't even have to get mad at you because the comments already did my job. But let me just say this to you. You're the only woman or the only person, period. Trust me. On these Twitter nets and women Instagram blogs, you're way more like than me. Do you know how garbage you have to be for people to be on my side? Damn. That's why I don't even have any vitriol. I want to just pick you up. You're 30 plus acting like you're 18. Damn. No, no. That nasty bitch. Just a single mother that never made it. You just that nasty bitch. That nasty bitch. Nobody get nobody to make an honest woman out of you. (laughs) That ring finger is clear, but that that but that face is full of urine. Yo. (laughs) The music you made is whack. Yikes. Crash out. I'm not even here to bash you. I'm here to actually that just nigga encourage crash you. out. Okay? You failed at everything in life. Damn. You failed at being a I sugar crash bitch. out over this shit, nigga. You don't scared. play with me like that, nigga. You won't even defend your man no more. Before you was jumping out talking about you love getting pissed on. Now you won't even defend him. You won't even talk about it. So you failed at being that. Failed at being a musician. Even your diss song to a nigga that everybody hates. They even say it. Hey, we're usually here for a... It, put like this. The Saucy Santana nigga. Even when he dropped the song, he was like, hey, Saucy, you ate. Everybody said, you're whack. Your gay best friend's not the musician you are. This is sad. I don't want to get too much into reading you as... I just like to let you know that, you know, I, I saw this pathetic attempt... First of all, it was too late. Carisha, you haven't written a one word in your entire rap career. We know this. You're the biggest fraud in me. I don't know how you're cool with JT sucking up to Nicki Minaj. Every time Nicki Minaj talks about a, a, a rapper who don't write her raps, she's talking about you. You're a complete fraud. Post a video. Don't po- don't talk about me. Post a video of you freestyling off the head. Post a video of something you written. You never did nothing. Look at the credits. I did. I have your writers telling me this bitch can't read. We wrote this for her. She said this. You can't even read. Yo. Sorry. Damn. The bitch can't read. Dumb bitch. Oh my god. Oh my lord. Dumb bitch. Sick. So. Sick. Basura. I'm here to tell Basura. you. Basura. I do think you have some talent. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it's not within music. Whole life. proved it. And I don't want to, I don't want to be the person that you Poor lord. like, use as a crutch. Hey, Ak is hating on me again. No, I'm just commenting on your music. Whether you choose to stay in Diddy's harem and get peed on and smut life and free you, man, I don't know. Smut life. Just hope it's consensual. Don't come out with another story later. Smut, disgusting, basura. By the way, I seen you in the club. I love my baby daddy. Yeah, leave sexy, right? She's being authentic. The only thing you're good at basura. Oh no. A non-talented, big mouth. You talk the game of the ratchets. You oh. just have no talent to match it. Okay. That's Sorry, sick. you're 30 plus. You don't look good enough. You don't make you the don't cut. You don't twerk good enough. You don't make the cut. Enough. 
you got kids and not the ones that the you know, uh, not the girl who everybody will look up to. They want to look up to a Ruby Rose and Ice Spice, not gee. the thirty year old woman with multiple baby daddies uh, and multiple kids who look lost. Uh, <laughs> Eliminated. Money, though. Eliminated. But you don't make the cut. Me and you working out an arrangement, okay? You don't make the cut. Period. All right. She don't make the cut. How much is that box probably going for now? Fifteen hundred. Jesus Christ. Well, they sold three thousand. Eh. Love you, creature. But this was a flop. Eliminated. Game over. All right. I try to keep that easy on. Eliminate it. Let's assume today you have a very big meeting. All right, so let me let me let me turn this shit down, cause this nigga's loud. Uh, seven point two should be enough. Seven point two dB. Let's see this. Hold up. Let's assume today you have a very big meeting. Yeah, that's good. That's good enough. All right, now we're going on to uh, O'Shea Duke Jackson. We're gonna try to go through this whole video through um the rest of this segment and then in the next segment we can jump into uh why a content creator no longer likes sneeko so this should be interesting but let's continue with the fuckery um just pearly things crying about going broke but why let's assume today you have a very big meeting or a very big date or even a very big graduation Something that you're celebrating for an achievement that you have made. And of course, you get dressed up, you have a nice suit, or your lady, a very nice dress. And let's say that dress is white. You're going to walk into your car, you have your things on, and all of a sudden, you hear a bird sound. No big deal, you hear the bird sound. But then, stop the show. Keep it like a sound effect. Yeah, the bird takes a crap right on your white suit or white dress and it leaves a huge stain what do you do man it's happened to all of us before you know what life's not fair and in that case there's not very much that you could have done to control that it sucks but you can't control it so it's hard for you to take accountability for something that was just randomly occurring but stop the show what about some of the things that we can take control of let me give you an example the people who we date, the foods that we eat, going to the gym, studying hard, being focused, and being disciplined. Those are the things that we can be accountable for and that we can actually improve on every day as long as we take responsibility for our own decisions. And some of us who have that self-agency have done so. Some of us have not. And that makes a difference between those who are successful and those who are not. And unaccountable people are always unsuccessful. And they have a reason for everything to justify their buffoonery. Rewind, Nemo! Of course, you know, this is another Just Pearly Things video. Uh-oh. Now, to be fair, I'm not malicious towards Pearly or want anything negative to happen towards her. I only cover her as she is. I call out Cap for a majority of the majority of the time that he mentions um, just pearly things. It's usually never in her favor. So I'm going to call Cap on that. And I think it's perfectly fine to be a man who's against the talking points of pearly things. I find it 
perfectly fine. I find it normal that other women look at the talking points of pearly things and go, she's just a pick me, et cetera, et cetera. I understand both sides. But my conclusion is she was able to take advantage of what she had when she had the opportunity. That's it. Once, once the well runs dry and the well always runs dry, then the panic comes, right? The panicking comes. I had talked about something earlier today on Facebook. I usually don't post on Facebook, but every now and then I'll post something insightful. And I always talked about this theory that I have. Of course, I talk about the burden of men versus the burden of women. You know, the burden of men is his performance and the burden of woman, a burden of a woman is her appearance to some extent. Most most of the time, of course, on a societal on a societal level, without a doubt. Um, And when maturity comes when it's maturity for men, that maturity through age um, is his experience, right? And what he has experienced and what he knows about certain things that would give him a advantage, right? For women, as they age within maturity, within age comes anxiety. So as a woman gets older beyond a certain point, you know, 30s, um, the level of anxiety increases. And look, man, I'm not trying to be like, you know, Dr. Drew or anything, but look at the women on antidepressants. Look at the age bracket. Look at the age group. I mean, it's written in stone pretty much. Um, so with men, you know, men have a tendency to mature gracefully in a sense that, you know, they accept life in the terms of getting old and dying. That's it's more of a concept that I think men kind of understand. So as we get older, we kind of become more, some of us become more hardened, others become more laid back, depending on who you are and pretty much what experience you've had in terms of maturity. Um, women's maturity only, only, and this is another thing. <clears throat> women talk about, well, we mature quicker than men. You mature physically. You do not mature mentally you you mature in terms that you get titties and your ass p- pokes out a bit. That's it. That's your maturity over a man is um, your physical, which later on becomes sexual advantage over man, which is, of course, sex. That's it. But with a situation like uh, Just Pearly Things, going back into her, uh, her time has come due to sort of the rinse, wash, and repeat. I've brought this up, and not even to talk shit, but just to be more direct about it. I've heard her use the same talking points as Rolo Tomasi, and then Rolo Tomasi fried her, and then she continued to shout out Rolo Tomasi. So it was a very weird, you could tell that she was not really involved in a lot of the shit that she was talking about. It was talking points that got other people talking. It was controversial. And eventually it sizzles out. 
a public figure. She's a public figure with a repetitive lesson attached to it for all of us as human beings. And that is, you must be accountable for the mistakes you made. Now, Just Pony Things created a huge YouTube platform and made a lot of money. And for those YouTubers that happened to meet her during her height, she was bringing in cash like no other. But Just Pearly Things did not want to follow rules. She didn't want to follow the YouTube terms and conditions because she got kicked off of TikTok and all of those things because Just Pearly Things wanted fame. And let's be honest, she wasn't like a YouTuber, like, you know, like Mr. Beast or something like that, where we felt like her ability was just so great. No, that's not what Pearl did. Pearl was the kind of YouTuber that wanted a lot of controversy. So she indulged in it and she would do almost anything to get views. She would go on to Twitter and say things like 16 year old ladies look better than 26 year old ladies. And hey, she was even interviewing people that have been previously banned off the platform. There is the Nick Fuentes interview. There are certain interviews with Sneeko and there's interviews with Andrew Tate. All of which were not on the platform and just pearly things. By the way, like the Andrew Tate and pearly things, if y'all been listening to the podcast, you know that that's still like what? Number two? Um, The Tucker Carlson Ice Cube interview, that went over like 217 after a certain period of time. So it only it only counts after like a two week, I think. Is it a seven or 14 day time period where it counts how many uh, plays it's gotten? But I think within like seven days, the Tucker Carlson Ice Cube shit hit like 219, 219 plays. But um, the pearly things, the just pearly things, Andrew Tate interview that I went over, what, two years ago now, which is crazy to say. Back in um, 2022 are pretty much uh, the end of 2021 going into 2022. That shit reached, I think, uh, 212. (coughs) Within like like a two-week time span. It might go up, it might go down, actually. There's some other episodes that that people are starting to listen to. Shout out to those who listen to uh, the Donald Trump Iceberg Challenge. I've said that, you know, depending on, you know, the people that listen and participate, I would go through more icebergs and that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to do it every episode, but when I can come up with something that's entertaining, I mean, I might go through um, uh, the MILF Mommy uh, Mature Lore Iceberg Part 2, bring up a couple of other older, uh, older women within the older demographic who I think highly of, at least in the physical way. Um, yeah, we'll do all that shit. In the meantime, let's go back to to this judgment being casted on uh, Pearl Davis here. Also got demonetized. Let's find out from Alvin and Preach why she did. Just part of the things got demonetized. Why did she get demonetized? According to the manual review, it says your channel is not currently able to learn. After reviewing your channel using a combination of automated systems and human reviewers, we found that it does not follow YouTube's channel monetization policies for hateful or hurtful, harmful or hateful content. Apparently, sounds sounds about decent. Yeah, it's it's different when it hits when it hits women. It's different. See, when it hits men, women can just sit back and go, "Well, maybe you deserve this." 
right? When it hits a woman, oh man, how dare you? I can't believe you would do this. You know, and she'd be out here calling bitches whales and all that shit too. So, you know, she tries to she tries to emulate sort of the frat boys, the frat boy lifestyle of guys who are able to go out there and, and call women fat and shit, this and that. Sort of that fraternity talking space. Very immature talking space. But a very raw and direct talking space, nevertheless. But she tried to emulate those talking points. And I don't think for a lot of people, like, they didn't receive that well. Other guys who kind of just were looking for, you know, we need this. Uh, we, we need this type of woman. This is our type of women for a lot of you, uh, you know, red, red pill radicals. I'll call it, I'll call them red pill radicals. A lot of the red pill radicals who are really just incels who never got pussy. And I hate to say it like that, but that's really the case. in most times for a lot of you, like radical red pill guys who never got pussy, right? You're exempt. We don't need you in these talking spaces. All right. Go out there and find yourself some pussy. All right. Go out there and occupy yourself with something, you know, constructive. You know what I mean? Because these other guys, they come in. These are the ones that worship um, just pearly things and real femme sapien and all these other women. Um, um, someone was yelling that just pearly things stopped her 50-year-old sister in the street and her school friends to ask them invasive questions about um, bedroom fun on her YouTube channel. She made several cuts of the video and subjected them to abuse from the red pill community. So she's interviewing some teenagers. So, so some 14 and 15 year olds. Is it surprising? No. I think uh, that much we can just get out of the way right away. Why is it not surprising, Abba? Because um, I told you most of these red pill goofballs are going to be gone. Gone, gone, gone. So she basically, as you heard, went and interviewed some underage ladies. Would he be right about that, though? Because in terms of the red pill that they're talking about, they're still there on a monetary level. They're gone. Yeah. You can say fresh and fit took a loss, but they're still there. So I don't know, you know, I've been preached. They've always been, uh, the red pill detractors. I've always considered them to be pretty much S tier red pill detractor. Like if they had a card, like if they had like, if they had like a card with stats, They'd be like definitely S tier level uh, when it comes to red pill detractors. Definitely anti red pill, anti manosphere, um, pro anti masculinity type of activity. If I can be honest with you, now I'm not defending the red pill. I mean that shit's long gone in my opinion. I mean I speak from the perspective. Um, you know, I've lived through that experience, but I don't let that dictate what moves I make and what I do with my life and being involved in these little online cliques and these online communities. It's, it's a little too much. So they got it, whatever they, they win, I guess. I don't know. Fuck it. And basically the family asked her to take the video down. She refused. It was reported to YouTube and eliminated. allegedly eliminated. It basically got 
taken down. You know what happened? They uh, they went on. I gotta play Trump. You know what happened? They went on YouTube. They saw this bitch. You know what I mean? They saw this bitch's profile. Like, oh yeah, you talking about X, Y, and Z? Um, uh, women are whales. Women are pigs. We will eliminate you. <laughs> we will eliminate you. We will eliminate you. We will eliminate you. You know what I'm saying? And that was it for her. Game over. Wait a minute. Let's stop the show. I'd like to do one thing. Eliminate. Rewind, Dilo. <laughs> so when Just Party Things got demonetized, she went over to Rumble, right? But when she went over to Rumble, it wasn't the same thing as when Fresh and Fit went over to Rumble because Fresh and Fit had a large audience. And this is why Destiny felt that, you know, just probably things wasn't the strongest YouTuber that she said she was. Her growth was never as explosive as people thought it was. Mm. She hardcore gamed the shorts algorithm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like that 1.5 yeah, million mean, subs, that's like 200,000 subs. Right? Destiny's right. I, I'm, I will never agree with anything else that Destiny will say in life, but he is right about that. But I don't know if that's. I don't know if that if she's just the one exempt from that because of this. There's a lot of content creators who now do shorts and their shorts may bring more of an audience to their channel than just a video from their channel. I think with Just Pearly Things, it was similar to Andrew Tate, where Andrew Tate actually had a network of people pumping out his videos, creating shorts, creating TikToks of his videos, and constantly putting it out there so he would always have a name. Even when he got locked up, you saw even more of the shorts from Andrew Tate. You saw certain um, interviews. He did an interview with... Um, Valuetainment, um, Patrick Bad Davis, shout out to uh, uh, PBD podcast, right? Patrick Bad Davis, and that was like a four-hour interview, and they did that probably half a year before he got locked up. So when he got locked up, they re-released that. That shit hit like four million. So you'll have certain content creators and in my opinion that's nothing to really I don't really see that as shaming especially if you're bringing an audience to your channel from shorts so it would take somebody on average 30 seconds to see your video to go hey I think I'm going to subscribe to this person's channel right so oddly enough um, these sort of like, I think like with Destiny, he's kind of just like he's a he's he's like a laughing stock at this point, like he's looked at as a joke. From the demise of his relationship or marriage, whatever the fuck that was, a open cuckoid experience, just an open, just like an open cuckoid experience, like it's like a a cuck simulation that destiny didn't realize he was a part of. It's like the Truman show for cucks. It's like, he doesn't know he's a cuck, but he is a cuck. And being a cuck 
you know, there's really no coming back from it. Especially if you're a cuck in public. You're a public cuck. Jesus. That's real PC. A public cuck. Fuck protective custody. This nigga's a real PC. He's a real PC, guys. Absolutely despicable. Because if you look at her long-form content, she struggles to get, like, I think 150,000 views on a video. Um, with like over 1.5 million subs on the channel. Yeah. So that's the first up. Secondly, she was growing in kind of the pocket of all of that red pill stuff exploding. Mm -hmm. And now people have kind of, uh, you know, let the, hair out of, uh, let the air out of the tire a little bit. Good point. I agree with that as well. I think, but here's the difference between what they're saying and what I'm saying. I'm more direct about it. Without her knowing, she was the one to take the air out of that tire. She didn't cause other people to take the air out of the tire. She herself, by the continuation of talking about the same talking points, just with different people on the show, it kind of just ran its course quick. And before you know it, people kind of dropped out. And then the problem with uh, Sarah Garvey and then the problem with other people who worked for her and a lot of rumors about her possibly underpaying the staff allegedly um you know people kind of went yeah you know it was good while it lasted and they move on that's the crazy thing about um content in general where if you choose to stay on the same talking points if you choose to stay on the same subjects you risk a person watching you and believing that you ran its course in a sense to where they've gotten enough insight from what you're saying because you're constantly repeating what you've said before in the past. You're not willing to, even if you're not willing to, um, even if you're not willing to take on certain talking points or not, not even take on, if you're not willing to join certain movements, you can at least react to videos of, you know, like, like if, if I was just going through Republicans all fucking day, it, it would be a bore fest. You know, why not go through these, um, you know, retarded, spineless leftoids? I mean, why not? They're lefties. It, it's not, it's not that big of a deal in my opinion. It's kind of deflating a bit and so she's like she blew up on these shorts and then she's kind of like drifting here and then all the other red pill stuff is kind of like whatever and she's just kind of like Ooh. because she in my opinion not to be mean or rude to her i don't know if she offers much in terms of her individuality that people would want to stick around for bingo. right like as much as i might not like their beliefs bingo bingo for one what destiny just said is something that i've heard undead chronic say Something I've heard Hammerhand say. And what it is, is that regardless of what a woman talks about in relations to the so-called red pill, when she when she can no longer benefit or when she can no longer take the criticism from others speaking on it, she'll slowly back away. Now, most of these women, when they back away, they have something else already planned. Real Fem Sapiens, she did it. 
Uh, uh, Melanie King, she did it because I forgot who it was that pointed her out or tried to expose her or ended up exposing her, however you look at it, um, about her past and her situations and shit like that. And she pretty much talked about how these like red pill guys and she pretty much do what most women will do when they kind of take the side of men first. But then when the criticism comes or the sisterhood comes, when the sisterhood goes after her, she's always on retreat. She's always going to retreat. She's always she can she can be. Uh, big, bad, bold at the moment. But when the pressure, when she's put, when that pressure is put on her, oh, she's going to fold. Why do you think a lot of like a lot of mobsters and shit and gangsters, right? They don't tell their wives shit. They don't tell their wives anything. And in some cases, they either tell their wives everything or they tell their wives nothing. You never tell your wife some of what's going on. You either tell them everything or you tell them nothing. Because that bit of information that you don't tell her or just the opposite of the bit of information you do tell her, her imagination goes nuts. She thinks of an entire fucking movie script on your life and what you're doing when she's not present. It's mind boggling. It makes no fucking sense. But that's what they do. You know, I don't make the rules of this shit. You know, Pearly Days is just another loss. Like, it's just another example of the lost cause where maybe there was a cause there. And of course, there was an audience, but the audience doesn't mean anything. I can have a bunch of people listening now and they can just be laughing and saying what I'm saying is bullshit. So it wouldn't matter. But what I'm saying is when you're a content creator who goes by that. You play the numbers game because you're monetized and you want to make sure you get the most out of what you put out, which is understandable. What happens, though, is when you get too caught up into that, you lose track on what your talking points are. So now it becomes quantity over quality. And when it becomes that, it becomes repetitive. When it becomes repetitive, people don't want to hear it. You know, you notice with certain comedies, and I guess that's our attention span today with entertainment. Our our interpretation of comedy and like television shows is such on it's on such a short attention span that people like me will just wait for the show to come out on Netflix or on Hulu and just binge watch it. Cause I'm not I don't care about commercials. I don't care about having to wait for the next episode and the next season. I want everything lined out, mapped out. That's why everybody else already watched Breaking Bad. I watched Breaking Bad for the first time in like 2014, maybe 2013. First time watching Breaking Bad ever. I had the entire list, had the entire catalog, um, season one to six, I think. And just binge watched it because why the fuck would you sit back? It's like with just pearly days, it's like one of the situations where um, you'll have a live called uh, why are modern women so needy or materialistic. Right. And then next week, it's like 
why don't women like nice guys? It's like, it's the most mediocre, like little to no effort titling. But so many people watched it and so many people followed it that I think she got a little comfortable. She said, oh, okay, I can sit back now. See, people like um, Adam 22, right? He can get away with that simply because even now where he's not really doing so well with like content wise, in my opinion, even now he can kind of just take a step back for a few months and then have other people run the network for him. Like if he really wanted to, which by the way, I think would be a better idea if Adam 22 just fell back for like a month and had Adam run no, uh, no jumper. You know what I mean? But with some people, you can kind of take a step back and still have things out there. Like like how I used to record, I used to just keep recording throughout the day. Um, and I would, throughout the week, I would have like seven things that I still would have to upload just to catch up. But I had to stop doing that because to me, that was just a waste of time because I kind of took advantage of it while not being able to uh, to record or not recording. So by the time I was recording again, it was like I was fucking recording the episode for the very first time, you know? It was very weird. Very weird. Um, Pearly things, yeah, she got caught slipping, you know. Happens to the best or the worst, depending on how you look at it. Um, eliminated, mission failed. I can understand why people would watch, like, Myron. I know why people watch Fresh Myron. I know why people watch Andrew Tate. <laughs> well, they're right? an enduring fan base. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, but, like, even as individuals. Even people like Rolo and stuff, I can understand why people are fans of those people. But how many people are fans of Pearl? And not only did she have problems Damn. with Destiny, but so many other folks on the platform. MTR, you know, a whole bunch of people on black YouTube, everybody. Never taking any... <sighs> black YouTube... That's cute, man. Black YouTube. Ability for any mistake. Cool. But today, I got this message from somebody here on Twitter. And you're not going to believe what she says here. Diva, sad music. I applied for remonetization early February. I was demonetized for saying the word. We'll block that on YouTube. She's trying to use a negative terminology for transsexual. Since then, I've let go. Chinese? And lost over 100 She said tran. I don't know if that's a She said tran. She was talking about trannies. She used that. She used that wicked T word. You're not supposed to say that. You're eliminated. Damn. She fucked around and said tranny. And got fried. Mission failed. We'll get him next time. Negative. She got fried. Not a good look. Thousand subscribers or hundred thousand dollars. YouTube gave me zero strikes, zero warnings. They play with people's livelihoods. All right, Pearl. Let me go ahead and prove to you. All right. Here's a YouTuber and many YouTubers who have been. Banned off of YouTube with zero strikes and zero warnings. Now, let me let me just be perfectly honest, right? When I saw that video about 
Shannon Sharp receiving. I think it was like $317,000 from the interview with Cat Williams. And then, matter of fact, pause. That was just off of like 30-something clips that was shared of the interview. That wasn't the full interview. The full interview brought him like 415-something, 415,000. The grand total of just those alone was like seven over 750,000, okay? So now, when people talk about, oh, you're, I'm losing money, like, nigga, if you losing money like that, okay, that's worth crying. That's a lot of money. Shannon Sharp, shout out to Shannon Sharp. That That is a money move if I haven't seen one. To start off the year, too, damn, you starting off the year with a major W. Here's an example of that. Beginning with the most unlikable channel in YouTube history called It's Owen. You might recognize the channel from his notoriously terrible intros. Like this video and subscribe right now, or this spider will clog your ear whilst you're asleep tonight. Always placed after shameless clickbait like Charlie D'Amelio is dying today. On top of this, Owen relentlessly clickbaited fake Mr. Beast scenarios. However, after Technoblade's passed. Click by that. Scenarios. Click by that. The 30th of June 2022, it's Owen took to, his scumbaggery uh, to a point scumbaggery. of no return. He'd upload a video titled Mr. <laughs> Nigga said scumbaggery. <laughs> his final goodbye to Technoblade, with the introduction stating this. This is Mr. Beast's final goodbye to Technoblade and their last time playing Minecraft together. Oh my Although God. the video showed nothing more than Technoblade playing Minecraft and a completely fabricated Mr. Beast tweet. The video received over 800,000 views in under 24 hours. Yet with a top comment reading, the amount of disrespect this guy has is unlike anything I've ever seen before. Complete and utter shame, he was about to face some serious backlash. Just awful garbage. I have more respect for stains in a gas station urinal than I do for Owen. YouTubers clickbaiting Technoblade's death for views has made me lose all faith in humanity. It's just so messed up, which is followed by another tweet from Owen himself. At Team YouTube, my YouTube channel with 3.5 million subs just got terminated. Please help me get it back. I'm so depressed right now, I don't know what to do. After YouTube then responded, Owen doubled down by stating, I never received any community guideline strikes, so I didn't know what I was doing was violating the guidelines. Beta. What a fucking loser, dude. Like, yo. So he spent... Let me just, like, wrap this all up in a bubble because we're about to just end this as a segment because he just stopped talking about... Um, he just he just stopped talking about pearly things and now we hear about this random guy. So what this dude did was he spent his time doing a lot of clickbait um, videos, um, which is technically against the guidelines for misleading title or uh, what do they call that? Trust me, I know this shit. Um, it's misleading. Uh, I think it's like misleading title or information, something like that. That in itself is a guideline strike, by the way. But he said, no, that's not enough. Right? He's like, he's like this. He's like, he's like, fuck that. You know what I mean? He's like, he's like, fuck it. You know, I'm going to just make a whole entire YouTube video or YouTube channel dedicated to clickbait. And he did his thing, man. 
He did his he did his work. The, the clickbait magic. He did it. But years later, and see, this is kind of this is kind of weird. My take on this is going to be weird, right? Because hear me out. I could have done a raw video on YouTube back in like 2009, right? But because of the guidelines changing every half a year, by the time it comes to my video from 2009, they can consider that a violation of the guidelines, even though that video came out when the guidelines was not possible. The guidelines didn't exist. You see what I'm saying? So it's one of those, you know, it's one of those fucked up situations that almost happens to anybody. But in this case, it's good that it happened to a particular person. Save just one strike that would have been enough for me to realize what I did was wrong. Please give me another chance. I'm so depressed Vita. right now. It's my only income. Sui. Owen then made another Vita. two tweets displaying how Sui. desperately he wanted his account back. Although Team YouTube concluded their thread by stating, Update, we've reviewed your account and confirmed that your channel was correctly suspended due to explicit content. Oh, Note that you will not be able to access or create any other YouTube Bye-bye. accounts. So just so you don't Bye-bye. think that you um, are special, Bye-bye. I want you to also remember how you did Sarah Garvey oh. when you played with his livelihood. Oh, oh. Candace Owens. Oh. So when you have a colonial mindset and you have a management, you tell you what to say. Right, I'm going to stop that there because we already went through Sarah Garvey in that situation a while back. I don't want to reiterate it or go through it again. I think what he's doing is just bringing back a lot of past things to make a point. Which sometimes it's effective, other times it really isn't, and it just kind of makes you look bad in some situations. That's just my opinion. Um, just like how I briefly went through it with Fresh and Fit, I'll briefly go through it with Pearly Things. This comes as no surprise. This comes as no surprise whatsoever. This comes with no surprise and comes as no surprise. So it's a very unoffendful situation. A situation that I care little about. Um, And the reason why I say this the way I say it is because, you know, these, 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 like, a lot of women in this space, they only have, it's, it's similar to, like, real life. Like, it's similar to IRL for them. They only have a limited time to capture what they want with what they have. Now, what they have can break down to character it can break down to generosity or it can just break down to a nice ass and a fake smile fake hair fake eyelashes fake nails fake everything but claiming to want a real man right but her time has come (coughs) I'm not necessarily celebrating it but I'm also not necessarily sad about it either it's one of those it is what it is type of scenarios. Um, and the reason I say it the way I say it is because I've kind of I'm not saying I predicted this, but I've said to some extent a lot of women will be will end up being questioned for the things they talk about in terms of, you know, their talking points as women. And, you know, some women will not be able to handle such pressure 
because these men and, and, and it will always be seen as, oh, these men are just insecure. They don't want to see, you know, women in these talking points. And in reality, it's true. We don't want to see a lot of y'all women in these talking points. The reason why is. Number one, it's primarily a male space. And number two, y'all don't necessarily know how to cooperate. Y'all be the first ones to come in and, and, and try to re, rename everything, reclaim everything. Take the importance of something away because of how you feel about the aftermath and the harsh reality that you have to face because of it. So you want us to talk. You want us to talk soft and be caring and considerate. But in return, y'all be the ones that be out of pocket. <clears throat> y'all be the ones being disrespectful. So when these type of women, you know, reach their downfall, I don't celebrate it. I don't feel sorry for it. It is what it is. Okay, so that's the end of that. And this is the end of segment one. With segment two, we got Sneeko, um, Kamal, and uh, we're going to be going through another video of his later on um, today. But stay tuned. This episode is not over. We still got at least an hour and 15, maybe 30 minutes. So stay tuned. Be right back to be continued.
kind of go down. All right, segment two. <clears throat> Had to play another classic, even though that was from like more or less. That was from the beginning of 2022, I think. So that could be two years ago. Back. We uh, have a video here from Jamal. Um, maybe I'm just saying the name wrong. But Why Sneeko Sucks Now is the title of it. It's a 19-minute video. We're not going to waste time, man. We're just going to jump right into it. You know, I will be pausing here and there to make a few statements. But uh, without further ado, let's continue. Over the past week or so, Sneeko's been taking a real beating online. And honestly, it's been pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. I, I've been enjoying it. It's been a fun time. It's been a gay old time. Am I gay? But what's been really interesting to me is how Sneeko went from your YouTuber's favorite YouTuber to this. Your dumb mouth that I want to <laughs> Because that's what I want to talk about. How and why this man ruined his life as quickly as he did. Because no one's talked about the why. I know the why because I was watching Sneeko streams at the time because I love chaos and I wanted to see where my little biracial cousin was going to end up on his little red pill journey. <laughs> Things ended up wow. worse than I was hoping, but I can't say I didn't see this coming. Because this red pill grift that sweet little Sneeko's been on these past months has caused Damn. him to be banned from family Christmas. Um, this is the first year uh, I'm not going home for Christmas. Like, I, I have uh, blue hair, woke family, kind of like you, and they don't mess with my politics at all. Banned from YouTube, oh. he's lost the respect of the average human being and pretty much all his colleagues, and the only people he has on his side now are closeted red pill podcast hosts and white nationalist incels nigga i'm not getting paid these are his friends and whatever she is i don't think women should know huh? i don't think women should know but before i tell you guys how sneeko got to where he is we have to talk about who he is today don't you wish everyone had some goddamn integrity. Sneeko loves to talk about being a man of God and standing for something, but in reality, Sneeko is a slimy little fucker. Sneeko is a slimy little bastard who made it seem like his friend, Destiny's wife, Melina, was in his DMs trying to hook up with him, when in reality, she was just DMing him, asking him editing questions. I showed him, I, I told him, like, your wife like, messaging me. His wife sent me DMs. Like, and right he, he, no, he was cool with it. Like, he, was, he said, no, so that's fine. Why would he? Oh, come on, Sneeko. Melina wants to. Something Melina's wanted to do for a long time is prepare prepared content. And we watch Sneeko's videos because I like Sneeko's videos. They're really good and they're really well edited. And she was talking to me and she's like, I wonder if Sneeko would help me like do like editing and shit. I was like, I don't know, DM him and ask. Sneeko is the man of God who put up an unfinished bullshit how to become famous on the internet course. It's time to stop scrolling and start monetizing. For his Wow, I had no idea that he was a part of this directly. Wow. That's terrible, man. I'm not even going to lie. That's pretty That's pretty rough. <laughs> I mean, there, there's nothing else I can really react like That's bad, man. Homeboy had a course and everything. So, this is a confirmed This is a confirmed grifter, okay? The griftosphere 
extraordinaire, all right? Following the path of Andrew Tate, all right? But then following the path of Andrew Tate, then not following the path of Andrew Tate, then throwing cheap shots at Andrew Tate, and then kind of converting to Islam like Andrew Tate. It's a very it's a very weird dynamic with this guy. Age audience before it was even done, just so he could capitalize on the Andrew Tate train. Quality of the videos are bad. Of course, it's too niche when it's advertised as not being niche. There's too many topics that are no-brainers that are not included in the course. Honorable Sneeko is the same guy that when Brandon said that him and the homies were gonna run a train on his girl, which is obviously an out-of-pocket thing to say, but Sneeko couldn't live with that. He had to lie and tell everybody nine different times that Brandon threatened to R-word his girlfriend started crying on stream and shit. Bro, literally said, I'm gonna R-word your girlfriend. Yeah. Literally said that. He literally didn't, though. That's why he's literally suing you. It was Sneaker wow. that started bashing somebody's innocent girlfriend and the wow. idea of monogamy as a whole. He's in a monogamous relationship. This is his girl. So there you go. I, I mean, I told you, like, I can hear it in your voice. The fact that someone doesn't have to abide by those rules. Someone could go and fuck a lot of bitches. That it's so foreign to a lot of people's ideas. Because when you get brainwashed, when you get told that monogamy is the answer. Just because you didn't like that somebody was making fun of your red pill friend's stupid ass story that his own audience didn't even believe. I mean, if you w go and watch the clip, it's the dumbest fucking story I've ever heard in my life. Oh yeah, I was just sitting at the pool and this NBA player comes up and starts asking me for directions. And then uh, he realizes that we're Eskimo bros. And then I go over to his house and have threesomes all day and by the way buy my course on how to get women like it's the dumbest fucking story i've ever heard but sneeko is such an idiot and has no fucking integrity so this is the hill he chooses to die in because he's in the red pill box so live or die with his red pill brethren you a bitch you know why you a bitch because i said so through watching sneeko's streams i realized that he has a problem with um not being a giant pussy. He started a beef with KSI, talking all this shit, and then KSI challenges him to a light sparring match. Sneeko declines because he knows that KSI would beat that ass, which is relatively fair, I guess, but I feel like if I'm talking shit on somebody every single day and they challenge me to a sparring match. I gotta be honest, when I say this, I don't want people to take this the wrong way. These people who kind of sit back, it's like DJ Academics proved this point when he was talking about um, Adam-22. Some people who I think Academics is finally starting to realize, some of his audience are in fact the ones that want to see him crash out. So to go with that audience is to go with that um, response that comes with that where I don't think Adam 22 is ever going to shoot the fair one with academics. That's not the point I'm making, but it could be somebody else in the near future that will have that same energy towards act or that could have that same energy. And then depending on how he responds, he'll be judged on how he was coming after Adam-22. So there's kind of like that catch-22 within that, right? I don't know.
have to accept. Especially when I have all these fucking clips of me boxing all over Twitter like I'm fucking Billy Badass. It's just like, it's light sparring. I feel like you owe him that, you know what I mean? You're coming after the man's character. You're saying he's trying to poison the minds of children and all this shit. You make videos promoting OF girls. And prawn girl, like the Sidemen Tinder video, prawn most of the girls. people who watch that video are 12 years old. I don't know, Sneeko. I just feel like... You know what's funny? To see recent videos of him sitting down in a jacuzzi with a woman who does OnlyFans and talking now, doing IRL streaming with women who do OnlyFans, and how he just mysteriously forgets about his righteous path that he's on. He forgets everything. All... And like most men, it's not just Sneeko, it's most men. All you got to do is put a fine bitch in front of them. They lose track of everything. Nigga, they lose track on ambition, everything. Everything's out of the window. If poisoning the minds of the youth was such an important issue to you as you claim it is, you would have taken the opportunity to talk to one of the biggest YouTubers in the world about this publicly, right? But you didn't take that opportunity because you were afraid of getting punched in the face by somebody bigger than you. And to me, that's a little pussy. I don't think you actually give a shit about that. I just think you were mad because he made fun of your daddy and you use what you could use against him in your red pill way of thinking. Like I said earlier, he lied on Brandon Buckingham saying that he threatened to R word his girlfriend. I'm sorry, I hate YouTube. The fact that I have to fucking R word, really? What is the second grade? But you know how this platform is. And then when Brandon, who's about the same size as him and doesn't really box like that, challenges him, what does Sneeko do? Buries his head in the sand. It's just like rather sit at home and yell at a camera, tell jokes than you know, risk my manhood falling flat for Brandon, Brandon Buckingham. But let's look at some of the people that Sneeko <laughs> has challenged to fight. We have Sneeko. Charlie, who's eight inches shorter than him and I'm sure has zero interest in fighting him. D'Angelo Wallace, who's seven inches shorter than him and uh, let's just say doesn't look like much of a boxer. All facts, no cap on God, he don't miss for a for real. Ethan Klein, who I'm pretty sure is contractually obligated to stay in his chair for the next 15 years. I would beat the fuck out of you, Ethan Klein. If you said that about me, you lied to my name to my face. When's the last time you saw Ethan Klein stand up? Exactly. And Hassan Piker, which to some may actually seem like some cool shit. You know, Hassan's like 6'4". He's a big ass yeah. dude. He's a lot bigger than Sneeko. But I remember that Hassan was ducking a fight from Sam Hyde at the time. Hassan Piker, I'm coming to kill you! So... I don't know, man. <clears throat> Paying attention too much to all these people is kind of like just, it ruins the whole point of why you don't listen to Sneeko. So let's try to get to that. Sadness, a tear of disappointment. I'm sure he would rather see you throwing it back than <laughs> I'm sure he would rather see you throwing it back like Cardi B than what we just witnessed, all right? It was disgusting and it was sad. And not because of the gun safety shit, just because it was that damn pussy. Don't ever do that shit again. These are the only clips I'm watching, you were? Like, this is Sneeko trying to be tough. Isn't it sad? Isn't it kind of sad? Like, he, he really thought that was scary. <laughs> this. <laughs> what the fuck? What is wrong with you? Just be gay, okay? They will accept you if you apologize. The tough guy shit is not your thing, clearly. Am I gay? When Brandon... I don't know, man. This whole this whole narrative doesn't seem to make too much sense to me. Um, pointing out the fact that he's a grifter makes a lot of sense. Uh, pointing out the fact that 
his former friends were essentially red pill guys, fresh and fit. Um, but now his friends are kind of like cuckoids. Um, you know, Sneeko's friends are, you know, Destiny and, you know, they go after Rolo Tomasi and, you know, they go after these other guys and, you know, it's cute. But um, realistically, he's kind of a fraud in a sense, right? Because, you know, if you claim and in the same way that some people would say that I claimed in some way the red pill and I still talk about the red pill perspective. But if I were to just go the next day and say, you know, the red pill is useless, I'm more going after the people who've profited the most off of it. Right. Because in their comparison to somebody else, they you would know that some people are only here for monetary gain. Which is why pearly things boohoo cries and complains, and that's why fresh and fresh and fit can also cry and complain as well. So it's all about that. And when enough of these people are kind of pointed out as frauds and as grifters, a lot of people just push the eject button. They still keep certain things in mind. They keep things in mind of what they've learned from who they've learned it from, they kind of take the message and they kind of leave the messenger where they're at. And that's kind of like, it's kind of a, the perspective you should have for most of the things on the internet, right? But then you got other people who are, you know, tad bit unhealthy. Um, they go fully into something, but they don't necessarily commit to it. So it's like somebody who joins all these groups and all these clubs, but they don't go to any of the meetings, but they only join it for the namesake. Well, hey, I'm a part of this group, but you ain't going to the meetings. You, you don't know about what's currently going on, but you claim to be a part of these groups and these subgroups and these so-called communities. And it just looks bad. Him went crazy on Sneeko with his Instagram stories, not even really saying anything like hurtful because he didn't even know him to say anything hurtful, but just saying wild shit, you know, like, fuck you, I'm gonna run a train on your girl, you know, just basic shit. Sneeko called him crying, begging him to take it down. And to my surprise, Sneeko FaceTimes me literally crying like he had just seen the worst shit in his life. Please delete the story. He literally begged me to delete the story. And then the next day started crying on stream just thinking about how hurtful the situation was that his friend would do this to him. Because these dudes have been watching my videos for years, bro. They definitely show, they show my videos to other people. They respect me and they still said that shit. Fuck. But women are the most. Loved. I know a bunch of women that didn't even think about crying over some shit like that, but Sneeko cried twice. When D'Angelo Wallace left a mean comment on Sneeko's YouTube channel, Sneeko does a 30 minute rant video. What's up? What's up? And challenges the man to a boxing match. You can walk this out on the streets so and we can do it in the ring, bro. Let's box. Very rational thing to do. Very unemotional thing to do. And every time this guy is on a stream and a woman says anything normal, he starts freaking out and screaming at the camera like a psychopath. Why do you know the Kardashians' lives, but you don't know the Queen of England is? You're so dumb! What is a hydrogen? Hydrogen peroxide. 
Is that what they used to put on their eyebrows? You see, about a year ago before Sneeko became a complete red pill NPC, his videos were artistic and introspective enough to know that his brain was at least functioning, you know? He wasn't gonna like shock you with any wisdom or anything, but you could tell he was smart enough to be a functioning human being in society. But now, uh, he's dumb as shit. I personally prefer dad bod. That is my preference. Um, little snuggle cuddle meat. That's what I like. So yeah. Don't listen. Or, don't listen to this garbage, bro. Look at the way she's looking. You know why she wants a guy with a dad bod? Because she's probably a feminist. She wants to have a dick. This shit is hilarious because she literally just explained why she likes the body types that she likes. But because she didn't describe Sneeko to a T, he can't handle that. It's too much information for his brain. So it has to be because she wants a dick. I'm assuming he means like she's trying to be like masculine or whatever, but uh, Sneeko, I hate to break this to you. I've actually talked to a couple women before. Some women like bigger guys because they might be a little bit bigger and they want a guy bigger than them so they can feel smaller. Some guys just think bigger guys just make them feel safe. And I've even had women tell me, just like she said, for cuddling, it just feels better. You know, they don't want to feel like bony shit. Like it, it, they don't like that. I don't think these red pill people have actually sat down and talk to women. I don't think they're all virgins. I think a lot of them are closeted homosexuals. But yeah, it's like, have you ever just sat down and talked to a woman ever in your life? Why do dating apps ask about height but not weight when women have a height preference and men have a weight preference? Is that not a double standard? The correct answer to that stupid ass question is one, it would be terrible for PR. And if they did have a weight thing for men, first off, a woman who's 5'2 and 150 is going to look a lot different than a woman who's 5'10 and 150. So automatically, that's just a stupid fucking thing to have. And what woman wants to put their weight on a dating app? That's just such an easy, off-the-dome question to answer. Let's see what little Nico's answer is. Bring a scale to that first date before you spend $200 on a dinner. Make her step on the scale. If she's weighs more than the bill, make her pay. Wow. What a G. Top. It's oh, bitch. I'm not done calling him a dumbass. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. He thought I was going to forget about the yeah. Nick Fuentes shit. Of course not, Nico. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. We can't forget that little Sneeko is a man of God who became best friends with Nick Fuentes, America's favorite anti-Semitic white nationalist incel. Yeah. So not with the Jim Crow stuff. Who cares? Oh, yeah, to drink out of a different water fountain. Big fucking deal. Who believes that Sneeko and people like Sneeko shouldn't exist because race mixing is degenerate. I said, yeah, like I'm against race mixing. Like I said to you guys right now, I said, yeah, I, I don't approve of that. That's against my values. And black people are biologically dumb. So this is a weird... All right, so now I'm going to have to put Kanye West on the chopping block because... Why would somebody like Kanye West, who's dealt with multiple, had multiple mixed race relationships and things of that nature, be dealing with a guy like Nick Fuentes then? Because remember, he was alongside Nick Fuentes and I believe the Alex Jones interview. And I also believe that he was with him with the Gavin McGinnis um, uh, show. I could be wrong about that. Um, 
race is real. Like it's not it's not fake. It's not skin deep. Race is real. There are different races and there's meaningful differences. And one of the things is that on average, the races have different IQs. And so on average, Asians have the highest IQ. And on average, blacks have the lowest IQ. Our brains don't work. So if you're like thinking about adopting a black kid, just know. He's limited, you know what I mean? I have to have a white man talk for me and edit all my videos because I just, I don't know, you know, like I just, I can't figure it out. It's just so hard. Get off the TikTok! Get off the Instagram! You're so stupid! So now we see the man that Sneeko has so unfortunately become. He's dumb as hell, he's a self-hating racist, he's hypersensitive, he's a coward, and he lacks integrity. And like 50 other things that are also bad. But again, how did Sneeko go from your YouTuber's favorite YouTuber to this red pill grifting douchebag? Well, as all things do, it started with a Hassan stream. No! If you don't know who Hassan Piker is, first off, God bless. Hassan Piker is the biggest political streamer on Twitch. He's basically just going to take whatever the popular leftist Twitter take is. You know, like that's what he's going to regurgitate. You know, he's not playing Harry Potter legacy. Every single human being is transphobic and racist. You know, he's that guy. But I digress. Hassan was reacting to one of Sneeko's videos called How to View Women. The video was an artistic look at women through the perspective of an incel. So, you know, Sneeko's going to be doing a lot of goofy shit. He's filming women through like store windows and shit. He's being a little bit of a weirdo on purpose to emphasize his point. And obviously that goes over Hassan's head because Hassan is a moron. I don't get it. Like, who is this for? I mean, I guess I guess it's for like a bunch of incel dudes. Like what? I, I, he's not cosplaying as an incel. He is an incel. So him and his, <laughs> his audience are just shitting on the video. You know, calling Sneeko a creep, calling him his, a fucking weirdo, his, saying his, the video uh, sucks. And you know, that really bothered Sneeko. Uh, you know, because he worked really hard on that video. He was trying to be creative, trying to do something different. And then you have this dumb fucking meathead just shitting on your art with him and his obnoxious 50,000 live viewers. I remember Sneeko talking about how much it pissed him off that Hassan was probably making in a day what Sneeko was making in a month. And Sneeko just had this realization. He's like, fuck it, why am I trying to do all this deep shit when I'm not even making real money off of it? Lazy motherfuckers eating chicken bowls are making this much more. I can do that, but better. And to Sneeko's credit, he kind of did. I mean, he was blowing up extremely fast before he got banned. But unfortunately, Sneeko became the same lazy echo chamber Twitter guy that Hassan is it's just on the opposite side of the spectrum and we see where that got him the more you know who you are and what you want the less you know, let things upset you if i was to give any advice to my little biracial cousin i would say this look man you're not a leader okay get that shit out of your head you're not smart enough not able to critically think enough you're too emotional to to lead the minds of the youth you're like 24, your brain's not even fucking developed yet. So just get that out of your head. Just stop doing that. We need to do, you don't need to be telling anybody what they need to be doing. You're too stupid, respectfully. I'm too dumb too. We're not there yet, okay? What you're great at is being radically honest. You were the guy who was like, this is how I feel about shit. I'm gonna try this. I'm willing to do this. And I'm gonna let you know how it goes. That's your strength. Get back to doing that. Nobody was really clowning you on the cuck shit until you started talking about what women need to be doing and how men need to be acting. And it's like, bro, look at your own life. 
it's fucked up. You don't need to be telling anybody what they need to be doing, okay? Behind the camera and with the editing, you're amazing. Get back to that. That doesn't mean you can't give your opinion on things. It doesn't mean you can't share your experiences with things. I like that you talked to Moist Critical, became a little bit more humble. I saw your little like apology video, still not fully taking accountability for getting banned. They did not ban you. All right, I don't really care about that. All right, so... Yeah, I'm not really a fan of this video, mostly because I'm going to assume that this video was probably older. Maybe that's why. I'm going to just assume that the video itself is older. And the reason I say this is when I think of Sneeko today... I think of Sneeko for what he was, which was sort of this red pill cheerleader, but noteworthy cheerleader, but a cheerleader nevertheless, meaning he was always seen when, when before he went on the streams and went on uh, fresh and fit and did all this shit. And then even now where he kind of affiliates with academics and shit, he really didn't have solid people around him. So he was kind of like the fifth wheel or something like that in most situations. With Tate, Andrew Tate, Tristan Tate, he tried to align with them. And I think something happened. I'm not even sure what it was, but this happened a while ago. <clears throat> something happened between um, Sneeko and Andrew Tate. And Tate stopped fucking with him. And then he was kind of like still going on fresh and fit every now and then. The last one I remember, the memorable one, when um, the deep voice Hispanic woman was on there and Ak and um, Sneeko was laughing at her and shit like that. And the woman, not going to lie, pretty much embarrassed both of them, had fucking um, academics spazzing out. And Sneeko was just quiet. And I think at that point, that's when he realized that kind of his direction with all this has really no, there's no means to an end. Meaning, he can do IRL content. He can just walk around New York City or walk around wherever, interview people because people know his, people know him. Or when people see him, they'll probably recognize him from being on YouTube or being on the streams or whatever. And he can kind of make a career off of that. But he had to change his entire image, right? He had to be, he, he had to convert, right? He had to do with his um, previous ways. Although it makes him more of a hypocrite today than anything. And I think people that did listen to him for the time being they took what was necessary they took what was needed and they kind of just left the rest of the other crazy shit alone because with some content creators that's really what you essentially have to do you know what i mean just like me right now i have to go to this store and grab me some papers so I'll be right back. Yo, it's cold as shit. I'll tell you that. 
Man, it's cold as hell outside. If this, uh... If this car temperature is correct, which I'm starting to believe it is, then it would mean that it is currently listed off at 20 degrees Fahrenheit. I have a long sleeve work shirt. I also have a hoodie on and to top it off, I also have a winter coat on, all right? A long fend winter coat that I have on. And I'm not gonna lie, it is cold as hell. But yeah, the whole Sneeko situation for me, I guess it's, uh, I will say this, this video is probably dated. Maybe that's the reason. But the whole grifting one minute, to pretty much downplaying the red pill the next minute in which realistically whether you made a lot or made little it's the same way that you made money for years see me i i feel at liberty to say whatever i want in the terms of what i believe because i didn't make money off of my opinion right i don't charge people to listen to my shit what you hear here is what you hear everywhere because I don't record anywhere else. I don't have any more. Um, I may still have a couple of platforms that I've named the Red Pill Podcast, but I don't really record on any other um, device. I don't record on any other app besides um, pretty much uh, podcasters for Spotify at this point. So, and, and, and like I said, I don't I don't feel pressured to go into YouTube because I'm not really beat and kind of playing the game that they have sort of set up for people like myself where, you know, we'll easily get fucking castrated. We'll easily get thrown aside. We'll easily get, you know, our characters and, you know, our names ran through the mud for these people to enjoy it and for these people to get a kick out of it. And to one day announce the fact that, hey, we finally got these people canceled. We finally got their channels terminated. Uh, we finally got all their videos pretty much flagged to where they can't do anything with them. And, you know, that's that's how sick and how demonic these people are. But these weird sort of like, I would say almost like a red pill double agent would be somebody like, Sneeko, who kind of was like in all of the circles, he was like in all of those like communities, if you will, sub communities. He's doing the channels with Sneeko, he's doing um, the debates with him, he's going back and forth on Fresh and Fit, so he's dealing with more sort of the costume wannabe Giga Chad alphas, and it's really just like. At one point, you kind of just have to notice it and go, oh, well, I don't see this going anywhere. If you guys remember, and I've said this, too. I've actually predicted this. You can go back. Uh, when I brought up Sneeko before, where I've, I've said before that I think in his situation, he's lost in the sense of 
not really having a direct direction to go where now with you turning your back on sort of the red pill, that was pretty much the last of his like actual audience. Even those before when he was all on um, Andrew Tate's dick, you know, even before, you know, these people were still primarily listening to him for that type of content. When him and Andrew Tate had a fallen out, he already knew that he couldn't keep that same formula because people would always connect him to Andrew Tate. Now, not to mention the fact that he converted to Islam in the same way that Andrew Tate did, but there's a lot of similarities of the two. Even now where it's like Andrew Tate when Andrew Tate started, he was very vocal about him, um, you know, having the webcam business, right? And having the women, you know, pose online. And then he got a he got a certain percentage. And it wasn't misconstrued when he talked about he was pimping women because he said it blatantly that he was pimping women. And he took a nosedive for that. Reputation-wise, I don't think it really stopped his level of performance in terms of what he talks about because he kind of been consistent about what he's done in that term. And I think a lot of people kind of are quick to forget it. Not that they should or shouldn't. That's their perspective. That's what they want to believe. That's what they don't want to believe. It is what it is. But in most cases, it's not about the cause and effect but more so in this case, the aftermath. What's the aftermath? The aftermath is when Sneeko comes to the realization that, you know, the people that he was doing a lot of content with really no longer deals with him or deals with the things he talks about. So he had to make that decision to kind of go his opposite way. Not go his own way, but just go the opposite way. In which I've always said when it comes to like certain content creators who are grifters, like they are one and the same. And what I mean is a guy like a guy like Sneeko in terms of a typical content creator is one and the same. It doesn't matter what subject he, he's talking about. He's loud. He's obnoxious. He makes some valid points. He reaches a certain audience. But really, in terms of originality, he's kind of just one and the same. And it'll be somebody else that will be better than him, more talented than him, that will have more to offer. But people at the time will so will be so fixated on Sneeko and what Sneeko has done but they're not realizing what he's doing today, you know. Like, the best way to describe Sneeko's situation is, like, as if you've been locked up. Like, let's just say you've been locked up for, like, two years. So you go in the beginning of 2022, you're getting out 2024. And for some reason, you say, hey, Let me go on YouTube. I haven't been on YouTube in a while. I haven't been on the internet in a while. I haven't been on a phone in a while. I've been behind bars, right? Not really, but you know, 
for the story's sake. And you go, oh shit, I remember Sneeko. <coughs> Sneeko was on this platform. Sneeko was on that platform back in the day, whatever. Let me see what he's up to. And you come to find out that Sneeko no longer associates with the red pill. Okay. Sneeko um, is now Islamic, which is cool. All right, bet. But he's heightened his sort of content in terms of streaming to where all he does is sort of interview and talk about OnlyFans girls. So it's a weird, like, anybody with a brain. And and now within the video, we find out that he was selling a course. We can now point out the Griff were the attributes here. You know, the man's a stone cold grifter. Let's just face it. The man's a stone cold grifter. Are you following me? There's no other way to put it. And when people start understanding like, oh, okay, this is what it's all about. You know, when you have people who's willing to just go out there and say what they got to say and may face consequences and may have to deal with, you know, not getting the opportunities that they feel they deserve because they're not willing to participate and get down with all the foolishness. You know, these people know what comes with it. Like I talked about it before in terms of like content in terms of like narratives and talking points, I could just take the feminist narrative and the feminist talking points and talk about how women deserve more respect and women deserve this and that. But that's not that's not who I am. And that's not what I work. That's not what I represent. And with that being said, I don't I don't I'm not disrespecting those who feel that way, but just know that I'm not one of those guys. You know what I mean? I think when you go from one space to the next space and still have the same mindset, there's a problem. If you're transitioning, pause, but if you're going from one perspective to the next perspective, you're going to gain insight. You're going to have a better way of thinking. You're going to have a clearer way of thinking. Knowing what you know, instead of roaming the earth in a state of confusion. You see what I'm saying? And I think when you get too involved with certain content creators, when you get too involved with content creators in general, it's like you're in somebody else's chat paying attention to what they're doing. Or you're in somebody else's, um, you're in somebody else's like, life essentially you're in somebody else's content and you don't got nothing going on yourself but your life form or your your like your life <laughs> is centered around these people and i think with the younger audience Guys like Sneeko, guys like Fresh and Fit, 
are just not what I would consider to be um, role models. But then again, I don't I don't claim to be a role model or even, you know, try to be a better role model because people are going to like what they like regardless, you know. And a lot of people are subject to change. So I, I don't with, with Sneeko, it's not me talking bad about him in the sense of where he decided that the red pill did enough for him and he's ready to move on. That's that's like the men who get mad at that to me is like <coughs> when guys and like the MGTOW or not even MGTOW, the incel uh, forums. The guys in the incel forums and shit that ends up finding a girlfriend and ends up having sex and ends up, you know, starting a relationship with a woman. The fellow incels obviously aren't there to congratulate them. You know, what I mean, they're not there to say, hey, man, good job, man. We're proud of you. Wish the best for you. Hope everything's well for you in the near future and keep up, you know, keep catch up with us. You know what I mean? No. They don't. Oh, man, another traitor. I can't believe this guy. I can't believe this man would do such a thing. Throwing his life away for a piece of ass. And keep in mind, these are incels whose whole purpose is to try to get pieces of ass. So we always have to question these people without a doubt. Are you following me? But sort of these other sort of like wannabe turbo chads or wannabe giga chads or, you know, wannabe jawline, uh, jawline chads, you know, for the incels out there, black pill, the jawline chad, you know, all these other guys. These guys are like withering, like they're like a withering, dying species. They don't have any like they don't have any give left, but they always like move on to a grift. Like it's always a grift. It's a search. It's a quest in a way. It's like another, it's another quest for a grift, right? Like, what can I grift on? Like, how can I like make more money? How can I be more successful? How can I get this red pill stench, the manosphere stench off of me? What can I do? You know what I mean? Am I going to, you know, decide to go all the way, you know, Feminazi, you know, I, I go pro feminazi now. I tell the men that we are pathetic, we are dumb, we are useless, we are sexually assaulting women, we are doing all these bad things that we really don't do at all by large numbers. And in fact, a lot of the hatred and a lot of the criticism really comes from the women who, realistically speaking, they never they never had a situation <coughs> that they hoped to get that they actually wanted. I'm going to say that again. They never gotten something that they hoped to get and then end up ne- necessarily wanting it in the long run. Every type of guy that a woman can think of, especially a woman in her 30s, all of the decisions that she currently had before her was more profitable. It was more meaningful. Today, 
it's kind of like a man going to the boneyard just to find a piece of meat. You know, good luck finding it. It's a whole lot of scraps, man. And when you deal with the women who are like 30 and up, they don't have that realization to know that in reality, they're less valuable. Now, for a man, it's complicated, right? And I'll explain why. A man could be better looking when he was younger, but be more successful and have more money today. So in a way, he still has he still has the ability to be more, I would get, I would say more lenient than a woman because women either with a lot of women, it's her appearance. So realistically, it's either she has it or she doesn't. A man can go by income or a man can go by his looks. If a man goes by looks and if a man gets woman by his looks, then he can go by looks. Some guys can't go by looks, but some guys who can't go by looks try to compensate it with money. And these are always the guys who are left out because either they get used and abused and they get taken advantage of by the women or they choose the the sort of like let the course of them pretty much getting consumed by the women run its course. Roy, it's like, you know that a woman is out, outrightly out, like outright using you, right? Just like on just some dominant shit. Like she has, she feels she has the control over you. So she's going to, she's going to abuse you. And she's going to make you feel less of a man. She's going to make you feel uh, less of a human being. You know what I mean? She's going to treat you like unwanted cattle. All right. Because with some women, and I've said it before, with some women, the women who claim that they want a certain man either already had the man and did nothing with him or had just subjected themselves to be less than for that man to take them seriously. That's a reality check. Okay? That's a reality check because I've said this before, right? Like men are men are pretty much dealt more damage and men are essentially dealt more criticism. So based on that criticism alone and the fact that a man will have to deal with circumstances that involve him being criticized on the highest level by the opposite sex, whether it's the money you make, where you work, etc., what kind of car you drive, etc., you reach you reach a certain point almost as a man, right, where you know you're judged based on materialism alone for most women. The women who's generally interested in you, even if you're not making the money that she would expect certain men to make, she will nine times out of 10 put that aside for a man she's truly interested in. All right. So whatever a woman tells you in terms of like, oh, well, she says she only dates um, guys who are, you know, six foot two. 
and you're like five foot eleven. Like nigga, get the fuck out of here. Come on. Get out of here. Because if a woman's really interested in a new, she's gonna she's gonna put certain things aside just by default. She knows when to put certain things aside. A bitch who's hard-headed, a bitch who's like just a just a stank, um, dirty feet having punk rock bitch, right? You already know these bitches is coming weird. You already know these bitches is weird, man. You know what I mean? And they over whooping. These women are weird. And they're over whooping. Weird and over whooping. And they don't believe that, hey, time doesn't change nothing for them. They still got endless possibilities. This is what women believe. A man doesn't even believe this. And a man is actually looked at to have more of the opportunity than women and more of the time. In terms of looks, longevity, life, life expectancy is a different story. But a lot of the women today, when these bitches are on a decline, they're miserable. Meaning as they get older, they're on a decline. And like I said earlier, with maturity, with a man comes age and within age comes experience with maturity amongst women comes age, but amongst age comes anxiety. Are you following me? All facts off the top of the head, man. Still writing a book, too. All right. Getting back into the book. I figure why not? You know what I mean? Get back into the book as well. Um, yeah, like that, that whole situation, even when a woman, even when it comes to a woman taking responsibility, like, um, they have a childlike attitude about that and they want to be petty and sometimes even disrespectful when it comes to that. And, you know, if a man has his boundaries, it's a big deal or it's a problem. Almost to say that, you know, a man shouldn't be able to say what he has to say, right? A man, for whatever reason, shouldn't be in some type of position, in some type of level of dominance or in some level of gain. Because they feel uncomfortable. Um... Certain women get certain men in high positions locked up, right? Or not even locked up. They get these men fired, right? And what they get fired for sexual harassment, you know, human resources gets involved. And it's all it's all she wrote. Human resources get involved, man. It's all she wrote. It's a done deal. And, and they're really, in most cases, for a man, there's no coming back from that. So that's so that's always that's always the situation that occurs. And due to that situation, there's always that double standard in which, you know, if a woman, you know, they may put in a little bit more effort when it comes to a woman, right? You know, for whatever fucking reason, you know, they want to they want to come 
it handled the situation in a in a more sort of lighthearted fashion, right? When it's a man, they try to crucify the nigga, right? They try to they put the nigga on the cross if it's a man, right? And that goes to show you that in most situations with society, they always sweeten and soften the deal with women. With a percentage, I'm gonna say this again, with a percentage of men, any type of harsh criticism um, comes with some level of harsh reality, some level of harsh consequences. And most of the time, the women who are involved having zero accountability for their actions. Zero accountability for their actions. Zero accountability for their activity. Activity and actions are absent. An explanation of either their actions or activity is... It does not exist. All right. How about that? It just doesn't exist. A lot of guys, they sit back and they kind of they try to play like good guy versus bad guy in a situation that's like. All right. You're still technically at the bottom. Right. Like even though even a woman who's considered a nine out of ten. If you're a single mother, for a lot of men, you're knocked down three levels. And with three levels, that changes that changes the atmosphere of dating and relationships because a man now has to keep in mind that you have a child. So there's no, you know, good times or, you know, just having fun in that type of situation. You know, and a lot of guys get fucked over trying to be the good guys, trying to be the nice guys, um, trying to be the guys who are more inclined to take care of another uh, woman's child. And also put yourself in a position where you're a liability. You become, well, she becomes a liability because you're taking on the responsibility of her and her child. It gets it gets tricky. It gets it gets wacky. It definitely gets wacky. Okay? It, it definitely gets uh, a bit spicy with this one. So with guys, they'll sit back and by their nature, which is actually good, or I would say not even good, I would say decent nature. Decent nature men would possibly have been the possible providers or not even stepfathers, but a level of guardians. And, you know, these young men would indeed mentor these children without any sexual uh, connection to the mother um, based on really the responsibility of, of one's community. But the reality of it is when you look at the charts and how many of these women get the baby father locked up or on child support or jammed up with some other bullshit because these bitches are petty as fuck. It, it becomes this uh, a day and night experience. It's almost like you're almost blown away, but at the same time, a part of you is just, you're just not surprised. 
So you have um, a lost boys generation of young men coming up. And a lost boys generation of young men coming up are the men who are essentially like the young men, like the young boys who are raised without fathers. They become teenagers and young adults. And because of their lack of guidance, they will always, most likely always go into the deep end. They'll always get involved with crime. Not always, but I'm just saying, you know. I'm going to sensationalize my shit a little bit, all right? But, um, you know, it's always a situation in some cases where the things that we look at is cool is only cool on camera. It's only cool in films. Right? When I say on film, it's only cool in movies, right? Television, the internet, YouTube, IG Live, whatever. Than in reality, right? A good example could be like, oh, well, I listen to drill music when I work out, right? So when I go to the gym, I'll put on some drill music, right? And, you know, it's good for working out. And some people say this. I'm not, I'm not talking about that because I don't go to a gym. You know what I mean? This is all, you know, natural protein, all right? Natural genetics, you know what I'm saying? A natural level of superiority. Um, you know, a body of burned bronze, you know. Um, so I don't really go to the gym. But I'm saying there's people that say, like, hey, I listen to drill shit when I go to the gym and work out. So I don't I don't take it as terrible. Or I don't look at it as bad music. It's good for working out. But then, you know, in all actuality. Even though what he is saying from his perspective is true, because he may just look at or listen to that music in terms of like, hey, I'm just going to go work out and this is the music to work out to. Um, But in the core of where the music comes from, how it's originated, where it's from, what it's directly based on. You got to kind of acknowledge the fuckery, right? We kind of just have to sit back sometimes and you know let that pop smoke um, let that pop smoke jam ring out and just celebrate the damage and the foolery cause look man in terms of music and what people want if you're going by if we're going by just the numbers alone you know well that particular subgenre of hip hop would be kind of high on the list after a certain rapper rest in peace pop smoke after a certain rapper died you know that uh subgenre of hip-hop really became known and a lot of people embraced it so it wasn't like a to me, though, it is kind of weird. I would say it is something that kind of happened overnight. And the reason I say this the way I say it is there wasn't um, there wasn't like a. How can I put it? Like it, it wasn't like a surprise, but it was kind of weird 
to see how things transpired with hip hop and what people looked at as drill music after Pop Smoke died and then 22 G's and then the different boroughs of New York got involved. So it wasn't just groups. It was actual boroughs and actual neighborhoods and actual communities of these people. So it became very weird. And then that's kind of where more destruction and chaos took place. But people listen to it and they go, hey, man, this is a hot song, though, right? And it's like, damn, these niggas is lost, man. These Negroes is lost. There's no other way to put it. It actually went up five degrees. So instead of 20 degrees, it's actually now um, 25 degrees. So that's great. That's cool. It's uh, 1.30 p.m. I just wanted to go over that. Um, just wanted to go over that Sneeko video just to see if there was anything like noteworthy. Not really. Kind of disappointing, but it is funny to note that, you know, he also had a course. He also had a program. All these guys, I'm telling you, and it's not to expose them. It's pretty much right in your face at this point. Sneeko, Fresh and Fit, both CEO Fresh and Myron Games, and Andrew Tate, and Rolo Tomasi, and Donovan Sharp. And Anthony Dream Johnson and a number of others all have courses. And what does this signify? Well, you're a grifter. That's it. When you have a course and on top of having a course, you claim that this course is like life changing and, you know, everything that you want is going to come true. All you got to do is buy this course, buy this program and you'll be on the way. To having women, endless possibilities, endless sexual encounters in no time. When shit like that is kind of just on repeat, and that's kind of the main focus of a lot of these content creators who were once possibly talking about, you know, self-development or bettering themselves or, you know, getting a better understanding of women at And I'm not talking about a better understanding of women in terms of game. It's better understanding in terms of uh, self-awareness. You don't really hear about that anymore. And I've noticed that and I've mentioned it a lot, which is why I kind of step back to every now and then mention it when I get a chance to where, okay, you have all these guys that are just selling you a course, selling you a dream, selling you a product, um, selling you a narrative at this point. And um, none of these guys really have the experience. None of these guys really have the longevity that they say they have. So they kind of become sort of like outcasts in the long run. Like, I think guys like Fresh and Fit, they became outcasts. And as outcasts, they had to realize that in their situation, they can't have the same attitude that they had before because they realistically don't have the same audience that they had before. And even if they had the same audience, they don't have the money that they had before. So it's a very humbling experience for a group like for, for a duo, I should say, pause like fresh and fit. Um, 
But for their sake, their situation isn't really a loss compared to other people who realistically don't even have that much of a pool to begin with. Like me, I don't ever come on here trying to get money or even really trying to get the views like that. I kind of just want to go out here on a limb and just give people my brief opinion about certain situations. You know what I mean? So as long as I do that, I'm good. You know what I mean? Um, this fuckery here with Sneeko, and I'm going beyond sort of the whatever shit that this guy was bitching about. Um, it's not it's not the red pill in the sense that he turned his back on. It was the red pill in a sense of how he turned his back on the red pill. And it's this weird kind of like experimental loss where for some reason, and I've noticed this with, with more, I think like, low-level sort of content creators than anybody in high level. But you can connect this to um, Adam22 and Destiny. They've reached a certain point in their careers, right? And it's like, they're, they're low. So they're only, like, the only people that look at them are the only people that go, A, will subscribe to them are weirdos. So they'll talk about their sexual encounters and their weird relationships to almost reach out because they've reached a point to where they really don't have that much of an audience left. And then the disaster with Destiny is kind of like, well, you're willing to put everything out there and you're not thinking about what could happen or what's the possibilities of what's to come. That's like a person who kind of just blindly marries a woman, Um, a woman who hasn't properly been vetted, a woman who pretty much knows little to nothing about the man long term in terms of dating, let alone relationship, let alone marriage. Right. You know, as a lot of people say, it's a recipe for disaster. It's a train wreck uh, ready to happen at a moment's notice. Um. I do believe that to an extent, but what I don't believe is this idea that you are doing all of these things and you want to do all these things just for the sake of having an audience, just for the sake of being seen and just for the sake of being heard and being recognized to where you don't need the industry. You do your own humiliation rituals. You embarrass yourself, you know, and you embarrass the people you that work for you. You embarrass the people that you're with. And it's never a good look. So it's like this sellout, this sellout narrative that women, I think a lot of women have taken that route. Wait, even before, um, like in terms of like child support or in terms of like the welfare state they've sold out more on a spiritual sense to where they'll turn their back on Ben momentarily for the monetary gain and for the clout and for the attention that they can get 
on Instagram are fucking around on uh, OnlyFans, right? But once all that doesn't work out and they have to go back to that dating world, they got to go back to that online dating market, the meat market, another variation of the meat market that she's already used to. She's going to realize that the options that she had prior no longer exist. And because of that, she's going to reach a point of no return to where she's either going to have to face the reality of not being what she was on a physical level and learn to mature and be more um, humble in that sense, or she's just going to fail. And when I say fail, I mean, she's she's going to fail. She's destined to fail. Um, you see a lot of these women, they're like 30-something. It's like what Act talked about. Um, young Miami, she in her 30s, so she already hit the wall. So, like, she's already on a decline, you know, based on what based on what she generally has to offer. She talks about getting peed on and doing all this other shit, allegedly. And that's just a bad look, especially for a woman in her 30s. Even a woman in her 20s who does that shit, it's just a foul look. And it's just not good to just point out in public as if that's something, you know, to realistically be proud of. It's just weird. I don't know. But anyway, as I always say, in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Um, Look out for that. Um. That video on uh, the lefties on YouTube, the lefty YouTubers. And um, other than that, signing out. Peace.